Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chaldean Priest Show. Again, this is Father Daniel coming with a new episode, and today will be a little different. Why don't we get started? Today, as many of you know, is Good Friday, and this week is set apart in the entire Catholic Church to remember the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And today I want to simply focus on Jesus' death. And the reason why I said this episode will be a little different is because I want you to walk with me through the Chaldean liturgy and understand the death of Christ in that light. And what I'm going to be reading from are from these hymns that are written by the Chaldean Church Fathers in the very very early centuries of the Church. And as I'm going through this, pay very, very close attention to the theology of the words, to what these words might be meaning, what the author is trying to tell us. So I'm going to begin by this entrance basilica hymn, then I'll uh, explain the second part after that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The whole earth trembled and shook. The foundations of the earth trembled. When you hung on the cross, O Christ our Lord, the creation saw you naked, and the whole world shook. The lamp of the sun turned into dark, and the temple tore its veil. And the dead rose up from their graves, giving praise to you, resurrecting Lord. Now to the second Basilica hymn. The dead came forth from their tombs, and our Lord's passion was true suffering. Awe and wonder seized the angels and the sons of men. The dead who were buried left their tombs, singing, Glory to the Son, who came down and was crucified, who cried with his voice, shaking heaven and earth. I think what's happening here is that the church fathers are making a direct allusion to Matthew 27:51 and in that verse it says and behold the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split what is this curtain that Matthew is talking about this curtain of the temple that has been torn in half so in the Jewish temple what there was was a curtain that separated two holy places, actually two of the holiest places on earth, the holy place and the most holy place, the holy of holies. And the purpose of that curtain was to show that sinners do not have access to God's infinite holiness. And therefore, they don't, they're not able to approach it. So I think what Matthew's doing here is he's showing us that this curtain no longer exists and that through Jesus' crucifixion, heaven is reopened and all are able to access it. And that's what's so beautiful and harmonious in this Chaldean liturgy because it's talking about the dead came from their tombs after the passion and crucifixion of Christ. Now, what I'm going to read next is 
how the Chaldean liturgy shows how all these prophets of old are awaking from their tombs because of this powerful crucifixion of Christ. So as I'm reading this, I encourage you all who are listening to meditate on these words and to really see the power of the crucifixion, just so this could be a fruitful Good Friday for us as well. And it begins, Wake, O Adam, from of old. See the soul begotten son, suffering like a sinful one at the hands of sinful men. Wake, O cheated Abel just, murdered by brother unjust. See the Savior of the world, dies for the life of the world. Wake, O innocent Noah, God's replacement for the world. See the Son of God Most High, who hangs upon wood today. Wake, O sons of blessings both, Shem and honorable Japheth, who covered the nakedness of their father as he slept. Come and see the sun above, and the moon, the lamp of night, turn themselves to dark and gloom, lest their Lord be seen disgraced. Wake, high priest Melchizedek, who offered his sacrifice. Come today and see the Son, who offered bread and wine. Wake, O Father Abraham, see the Son revealed to you. He hangs upon wood today, as did the ram shown to you. Wake, O blessed Isaac, saved by a ram caught in a tree. See that true great mystery fulfilled by your Lord today. Wake, O Joseph, righteous one, by his brethren spat upon. See the Savior, Jesus Christ, spit upon now by their sons. Wake, O Moses, prophet great. See the Lord of prophecy, suffering for the prophet's sons as foretold by prophecy. Wake heroic Joshua, who stopped the sun and the moon. See they wear darkness and gloom due to the death of the sun. Wake, O psalmist David King, come out of the grave today. Take up harp and lyre again, and preaching, sing us a psalm. They divided his clothing, placed their bets upon his robe, and were like wild dogs around the lion who answered not. Wake arise, King Solomon, see of knowledge and wisdom. See the Lord of all wisdom, who is mocked by ignorance. Wake a glorious Isaiah, look and see the Christ and King, bearing death a sacrifice, without his mouth opening. Wake O Jonah, who for three days was like a man dead in grave, and who showed us in his way resurrection in three days. Wake, O Jeremiah, priest, who was thrown into the mud. See your Lord today asleep, for whom a tomb is a bed. Wake, O Zechariah, blessed, and his son John the Baptist. See today your Lord become sacrifice and offering. Wake, arise, O patriarchs, who died in hope of new life, and see upon Golgotha the Lord of all that is made. Wake, arise, all you deceased. See the dead with the living, who preach to all the living, the Lord of dead and living. Wake, deceased from ages past, 
See the Son who is of old, who took your form in his love, in whom scripture is fulfilled. Wake you who are dead in sin. See the Son who knows not sin, who dies with the slaves of sin, that he may kill death and sin. Wake deceased the wonder see, on the cross the firstborn Son, by whose death has rent the earth, by whose death has death destroyed. Conqueror, abandoned one, judged by servants by his choice. Let us conquer all our sins in your mercies which made us. Bless your death and glorious is your rising from the dead. Pity us, forgive our sins by your grace which is our hope. To you with your Father be adoration and glory and to the Spirit holy forever from age to age. What the Chaldean liturgy is doing here is it's showing the power of something that should be so humiliating and should be the worst way to die, which is by crucifixion, and transforming it into the power that it really had. Because Jesus, throughout his entire ministry, was adamant about the cross, and everything the devil tried doing was to push him away from the cross, to orient his entire mission away from the cross. He tried this at the temptation. He tried this by picking off the apostles one by one. But Jesus knew what he had to do, and that was to die on the cross as the true Passover lamb. When Jesus stood before Pilate, and Pilate was sort of having this dialogue with uh, high Jewish priests as to what they want to do to Jesus. When the Jews were adamant for Jesus to be handed over to Pilate, there was a reason for that. Why is that? It's because Jews were not able to crucify. And they knew that if Jesus was left in their hands, the only thing, I mean, the most thing they would be able to do was probably, I mean, stone him or throw him over a cliff or something. But they wanted Jesus to die in the most humiliating way possible to be nailed to the cross completely naked and completely spat on and and disrespected in front of the entire world. A brutal, disgusting death. And they knew the way for that to happen was for him to be handed over to the Romans because they had the equipment, they had the means, they had the ability to crucify someone. But what ends up happening is this crucifixion like St. Paul says, is what we should be preaching. Because the power of this crucifixion opens a door of mercies that we are very in need of, especially in this time we're living today. And we should really take advantage of this during this time of Holy Week and hopefully for the rest of our lives. Because the price that Jesus had to pay is irrepayable on our end. And the most we could do is at least show God that we're making an effort, especially during this time. When I was going through this Chaldean liturgy, you heard that it says, uh, wake, O innocent Noah. It spoke about Noah. It spoke about Melchizedek, how he offered sacrifice, but now the son offers bread and wine and talks about Isaac, who was saved by a ram caught in a tree and showing how Jesus is truly the new Isaac, 
And we see evidence of this all over Scripture, right? When Isaac was told to pick up the wood and go to the mountain with his father Abraham, Jesus, who was a new Isaac, did the same thing, but rather with the cross. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, in his agony, it says in the gospel that he told his disciples, wait here while I go yonder. Where do we hear this same language? We hear this in Genesis, where Abraham and Isaac go yonder. And then we hear in this Chaldean liturgy, it talks about blessed Isaac. It talks about Joseph. It talks about Moses. It talks about Joshua. All of these prophets of old have arisen from their graves. And the reason why is because of the crucifixion. The crucifixion awakes those who have fallen asleep, both physically and spiritually. And that's really what this crucifixion should be doing to us. It should be waking us up from the way we're living our lives right now and allow us to reevaluate every single inch of what we do. The price Jesus had to pay for us to live in eternity with him was the cross. And what's interesting is on the cross, Jesus quotes a Psalm, Psalm 22, that says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And we can ask ourselves a question, you know, was Jesus being abandoned by the Father? Was there a division in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Is Jesus being rejected by the Father at the moment? What's totally going on here? So Jesus, as a good rabbi, he's quoting Psalm 22 to bring this into a larger context as to what's going on. And Psalm 22 is basically about a righteous man who is being persecuted and feels as if God has abandoned him. And this man thinks he's rejected by God. But what Jesus does is he follows this up and turns it into a plea for strength. And that's why, and it goes to show us how much scripture could really help us. Because all of these senseless things that we do on a day-to-day basis, whether, I don't know, it's watching YouTube or quotes, random quotes that we hear from celebrities or uh, whatever is happening, those won't help us during tribulations that we're going through. And even Jesus turned to the Word of God for strength and consolation. And we're going to be put in this position one day. It's inevitable. And it's typically those crosses that we don't choose are the ones that bear the most fruit. You know, we hear people talking all all the time about, you know, have this cross to carry, this cross to carry. And the ones that we're going to have to carry and are supposed to carry come into our lives by surprise. And we need to be prepared for it, especially by turning to Scripture. And... This will be the end of the podcast today. I'm not going to have a Lion's Den segment because it's Holy Week and I want to show reverence to this very Holy Week. I wish you all a blessed Holy Week, a blessed Good Friday, and a very happy Easter. 
and I'll see you next time.